Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong, I was madly in love, the kids were great, but as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard, but each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. All right. Hello, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is an Ask Me Anything. I reached out on Instagram, I think it was about a month ago now, and asked you guys if you have any questions about life or business or personal development and more. And uh, yeah, some really good questions came in. So today I am going to answer them. Now, I do want to touch on one thing. There were a few questions that came in requesting advice on specific situations in people's specific step family lives. And I just want to say, just to keep it fair to members of my exclusive community, I do keep those types of questions and the advice and the support and coaching to that space. So if you are looking for advice and support on your individual issue or your individual step family stressor, as a member of the exclusive stepmom community, you do get access to a private forum where you can connect with stepmoms from all over the world and ask me for support. There is an Ask Jamie section in the forum, and I check in several times throughout the week, and I am there to support you in that space. Now, it is a paid membership, but I will say it's $11.99 a month, and it really comes down to a couple bucks a week to have access to individualized step family support when you need it. So that is a hell of a lot cheaper than one-on-one coaching. And I personally think it just feels nice to know that there is a safe place to go to when you need support and to connect with people who get it. Now, here's a fun fact. I've actually been asked and even challenged by people in the online space about why I'm providing this support and coaching in the membership for such a low cost. And here's the deal. I want this community to be a place that you go to when you feel like you're struggling at a price point that doesn't make you feel like you need to be in it all the time in order to be getting all of the value. So that's why I've kept it low. I just want to make sure that people know that there is somewhere to go when you're struggling. And then when things are great, you can just ride it out and know that you have somewhere to go to if anything changes. So if you're interested in joining, we have lots going on in the summer, in the community, free coaching calls being shared on podcast episodes. We've got some Wine Wednesdays, some really good stuff happening. So www.jamiescrimshire.com forward slash membership to join. Enrollment is open. Excited to have you. Let's get to the questions. Okay, so the first one came from Rachel Annie. Are you ever tired of talking about stepmom stuff? Another person also asked the same question. And guys, the answer is yes. Absolutely. I really do get tired of talking about stepmom life. There have been so many times when I've thought about switching gears and just doing something entirely different. And it's actually not off the table either. I don't know how long I'm going to do what I'm doing. I, I I know I will do it as long as it feels right and aligned for me, but I do think there will be a time where I'm not solely focused on stepmom life either. Like my stepkids are 19, 18, and 14. They are growing up fast. And I'm also not in the same place as I was when my step family stressors were really triggering me. And I, when I first started this community, 
So it just sometimes feels like, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like moving forward and doing something different. But on the other hand, I am so happy and content with where we are now when it comes to our step family life that I really want to support other women in getting there too. I scroll through Instagram comments and forums and I see so many women stepmoms who are focused on all the things that the ex is doing or things that are out of their control or, you know, there are stepmoms who are so caught up in the trenches. And I just wish that these women could see that it is possible to transform your step family life, even in these super high conflict situations I posted a quote online last week saying, don't focus so much on things that you can't control that you lose sight of all that you can or something along those lines. And I'm super passionate about showing people that true happiness and contentment in any area of life really comes down to diving into your own stuff and owning your reactions and setting boundaries and changing your mindset and deciding what you will and will not tolerate. And it's not easy. Like, I don't say that as this like fluffy quote that people like shared on Instagram, like change your life, change your mindset, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, you can't control what other people do. You, you really can set some really great boundaries and have a great life amongst all the bullshit. So yeah, to answer that question, I guess the answer is yes. I am a little sick of talking about it, but I'm also super passionate about it. So I'm trying to find my groove and figure out what's next for me and for this platform and I do think it's going to be interesting to see where we're at in the next couple of years or even in the next couple of months. I do know that at some point I want to write a book. Um, it's basically written in my head. And I just want to do that when the time is right and when I can give it the time and attention that it deserves. And with the membership and the podcast and all that we have going on, it just isn't in the cards right now. So I don't know. I'm rambling. Things are going to shift at some point in time. Um, but for now, I am here. All right. So the next question, I'm going to leave anonymous because I just feel like they probably want it to be anonymous. Do you have any advice on anxiety management? I take the pills. I do the therapy. Is there anything else I should be doing? So this is something that I've really learned this year. You can do all of the right things, but what's been effective for me is to sit down and look at my life. How is your life and how is your lifestyle contributing to your anxiety? So you can take the pills. You can go for the walk every morning. You can do the therapy. But if your actual life style is contributing to your anxiety and the relationships that you have and all of those things, then it's not going anywhere. So it's boundaries in relationships, things that you say yes to, the schedule that you have, the situations you put yourself in, the pressure that you place on yourself. How is that contributing to your anxiety? And I say that because this year has been huge for me in addressing that in my life because I was doing all of the right things. I was doing the journaling. I was working out. I was, you know, going to therapy. I was taking my meds, doing it all. And I was anxious as fuck. I, I, I know like some people don't love a, an F-bomb, but that's literally exactly the way I need to describe it because it was so, so intense but I was saying yes to too many things. I was cramming too many things into my schedule and not giving myself time to transition. I was always on the go. I was trying to multitask. I was putting so much pressure on myself. So I could take all the meds I wanted, but my lifestyle is what was contributing to that anxiety. So I've had to reevaluate, set some boundaries with myself and others, and I'm, I'm feeling better than ever. So I, I do think that's really important to, to consider. The other thing that I'm starting to do, and when I say starting, I mean starting, is to meditate. And I do think the word meditate scares people off, 
But basically it just means like sitting down, taking a break, calming your mind and regrouping when things get tough. Like that's how I see meditation. Now I use the Calm app. It's a paid app, but I swear to you guys, it is worth every penny. I do the anxiety uh, 10 minute meditation or something like that. And it really works to bring yourself back down when you're feeling anxious. So I've started to do that throughout the day if I'm feeling like I'm getting a little wound. And I also fall asleep to a deep sleep release meditation almost every night. Like I will say to Darren, I'm like, can I put on my meditation before bed? And he's like all over it. He loves it too. And Reese actually is really into it. So we all, because, you know, we're in a sleep situation with Reese right now, we all just kind of go to sleep with our nighttime meditation. That's not sponsored. I'm not working with the Calm app, but it definitely would be one of my dream partnerships because it's so freaking amazing, guys. So highly recommend the Calm app, even if you're not super anxious, Um, but it's definitely helped me in just kind of getting into the groove when it comes to starting to meditate. Okay, so next question from Ash. John, anything you wish you would have done differently regarding your stepkids or their mom um, in those relationships? Yeah. You know, I thought of it this when I read the question and there are definitely things I would have done differently at the beginning, but looking back, the one thing I really wish I would have done is started therapy right away and really dove into personal development and focusing on myself. I think at the beginning, I thought that being a good stepmom meant sacrificing everything and going all in. And I lost myself for a little while. And when I say a little while, I mean a long while. I was so engulfed in this new life that I lost sight of what I wanted for my own life. And I just stopped taking care of myself. And, you know, I've really realized that the way I show up as a stepmom has nothing to do with anyone else and more to do with me and where I'm at. Personal development, diving into my own triggers and wounding have really helped me in the way that I deal with extra stress and the way that I see things. For the longest time, I thought I could change the way my husband's ex saw things or solve the problems they had in their co-parenting relationship. And I was so consumed by it and so dedicated to it that it depleted me. And quite frankly, it was quite unsuccessful. So I wish I would have known that and done that from the beginning. But that being said, I don't think I would have learned the lessons that I've learned about life and relationship and boundaries and conflict management, empathy, if I didn't do things the way I did at the beginning. And hey, the lessons that I share here with this community came from being in the trenches of it all. So I am grateful for that. But, you know, I think sometimes we all wish we could learn the lessons without going through all of the tough stuff and doing things a little different, but hindsight's twenty twenty. All right. Benji 84. Did you and Darren struggle with the kids slash new girlfriend schedule at the beginning? So this is when we first were dating. Did we struggle with the schedule? Yeah. I think Darren did more than me, to be honest. He really felt like he was living two separate lives before I met the kids. And he felt like, He really wanted me to meet the kids so that we could kind of like all do things together. But I made the commitment at the very beginning that I wasn't going to meet the kids until I was all in because I just didn't think it was fair for them to have someone come in their lives and then leave. And he struggled with that because I waited longer than he wanted me to. But when it comes to the schedule, I think I was pretty understanding because I grew up with a divorced parent. So I knew what to expect. His time with his kids really was his time with the kids at the beginning. And I I respected that because I knew his time's limited. I grew up personally not feeling like I was a priority for my parents and quality time wasn't something that they really cared about. I'd say, especially with me as a child. And that always bothered me. And I always craved that. So Darren prioritizing 
that with the kids above him, anything else really has always been something that I've admired in him and I've encouraged in him because kids need to feel like they're a priority and that they're loved and that they're safe and that, you know, everything is going to be okay, especially when, you know, it's those early stages of the divorce. But that doesn't mean I didn't struggle and I didn't wish I could have had more time with him. I just understood that that was our circumstance and things were the way they were because, you know, that's just, it, it was what it was. Now, I do think that we talked a lot about this in the first year of our marriage and what was like in the first episode of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, I would go back and do that. We dive into a lot of our struggles in that episode, and we also have some tell-all episodes, um, unfiltered podcast episodes in the exclusive community. And, you know, there's some things that just feel personal and we aren't totally comfortable sharing with the whole world. So that's why I created that space in there. So if you're interested in just kind of our struggles and what we've gone through and how, how we've got to the place that we're at now, definitely check that out. So I'm all about inspiring you to own your choices and be the expert on your own life and improve your relationships, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like I put out some pretty deep game-changing content, and you want to know one of the most common questions that I get? What deodorant do you use again? Yeah, a couple years ago, I went on a mission for a natural deodorant, and I found one that I love from Primally Pure, which is a female-founded company that handcrafts 100% natural and non-toxic skincare products. Naturally, I shared it on my Instagram stories, and that was it. The weekly deodorant questions have not stopped since. So if you are looking for a natural deodorant, Primally Pure, I highly recommend. And I also have a discount code for you. Use Jamie10 at checkout and you can save 10% on your order. www.primallypure.com. I use the charcoal deodorant, but there is a quiz that you can take to determine which deodorant is best for you. And they have a huge line of other natural products, which are also super amazing. So check them out, www.primallypure.com. Use the code Jamie10 at checkout. All right, so guys, I am always asked what platform I use to run my coaching program. So that's the Kick-Ass Stepmom, Kick-Ass Life coaching program, my membership, the exclusive Stepmom community, my eBooks, just all of the resources that I have. And the answer is Kajabi. So Kajabi is an all-in-one platform where you can host your digital products, your membership sites, your courses, and it has features like email marketing and a blog and a website. You can take payment and basically anything that you need to do or use to run a digital platform. I just looked and I have been using Kajabi since 2019 and have not looked back. Before I was using it, I was using so many different programs to do this and to do that. And I was trying to keep it all organized and it was just too much. The best part of Kajabi, though, is their customer service. Guys, their support is amazing. I know I've told you this before, but I created this platform and built this platform by Googling and asking for help on help desks. Like, you know, that little square on the bottom of your screen that says, have a question. We're here to help. Yeah, those people are my best friends and my business coaches. Kajabi also has a library full of video tutorials that walk you through step by step everything that you need or want to do. And guys, like when I first started this platform, I had no idea how to do anything when it came to running anything online. And now I design my own websites. I run the back end and the team at Kajabi and their resources have been a huge part in this process. 
So if you have a digital platform, a coaching business, or are thinking of starting one, I highly recommend Kajabi. Now I am an affiliate. So when you sign up using my link, I receive a small commission that helps support this podcast and all the free content that we share every week. So if you want to check it out, it's www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash Kajabi to get all the information. If you have any questions, reach out. I love talking shop www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash K-A-J-A-B-I. Okay, next question is from Blended Doula Base Life. I, I don't know, I butchered that, but how do you remember to eat normally? Meals, times when you're immersed in your work day? Uh, I don't actually, <laughs> I don't. I'm not really big on eating by the clock. I really just eat when I'm hungry. So some days that looks like me eating first thing in the morning when I wake up and other days I'll go to like 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. and not have anything. I don't know. Some would say that that's not healthy, but for me, I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. And when I feel like that's what my body needs, I think it's called intuitive eating is the buzzword now, but yeah, I'm just really big on listening to my body and what it needs and when, and I'd say my priorities really are just like chugging water, eating greens and protein and the time of day doesn't matter to me. Melanie Heron asks, how do you walk away from social media for days? I am trying to get over my phone addiction. Okay. I get this. Uh, it is such a crazy automatic addiction. We just like, we don't, when there's space in our calendar or space, like even space, like standing in the line at the grocery store, our automatic reaction is to just check our phone. Like it is insane. And we're just all so conditioned to scroll when we have a minute. And, you know, for me, I've started to become more and more conscious of this because I work on my phone and then like, I could be on my phone all day, every day. And I just, I, I, don't want to do that. So I found that when I ask myself why, and what's the benefit of doing this, it really makes me stop and think about why I'm on Instagram or why I'm like scrolling through Facebook. Actually, I don't ever go on Facebook. I'm very rarely on Facebook, but it's definitely Instagram. So I do that. And I also pay attention to how social media makes me feel. So sometimes if I'm feeling particularly anxious, social media can add to that. So if that's how I'm feeling, I, I just make a note to just get off I also pay attention to when I'm lost in the scroll and wasting time and energy, just like looking at stupid reels, like how it's just so crazy how you can just caught up looking at reel after reel after reel. So when I feel like it's getting too much or I'm just like, Jamie, you need to stop. I will often just delete the app off my phone. So I delete Instagram off my phone. I would say a couple times a week for periods of time because it helps break that habit of the mindless checking I've also done social media breaks where I'll go for, our, I've done a week or two weeks. I would love to do a month at some point, um, but it's just, I don't think it's in the cards right now, or maybe it is. I'm just lying to myself. I probably could make it happen. But the other thing that I do is I'll log out of the app. So I really ask myself, do I need to go on here right now when I'm picking up my phone? Like that takes an extra step. So it's not as automatic. But the one thing that really kind of hits home for me is having that tracker on your iPhone where it says how long you've been on different apps. Like I think about all that I want to achieve in my life and the time that I'm spending on social media. Like what could I do with that time? What goals do I have that I could be working on? Like that time is better spent on other things. So that's really huge for me. But yeah, I think everyone really struggles with this, but just taking that social media break is huge. So I would recommend this summer, take a week off. Like it's not that important. It's not changing your life. Like it's not like just take a break. It doesn't actually matter. And for the first couple of days, you'll probably feel like you want to break out in a rash because you just want to check Instagram. But 
you know, I think we need to really start to focus on living our own lives instead of checking on everyone else's highlight reels, because it's just, I, I can get caught up in the comparison trap. And I know that other people can like, let's live our lives, not watch other people's. All right. Next question. How do you overcome your codependency? This is so interesting because until recently, I never, ever thought that codependency was my thing because I didn't even really know what it was. But if you would have said codependency, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have triggered me and said, oh, that's, that's a problem that I have. But it wasn't until I did an interview in the community with Shelly Ware about codependency. And I just kind of stopped. I was like, holy shit, that is me. And I've been codependent my entire life, but I didn't see myself as that until I figured out what it was. Now, I know I keep talking about the community, but there is lots of great stuff in there. And we just actually talked about this in April's issue of my online magazine. But in that issue, I talked about my experience with codependency. And we're kind of talking about like my husband's experience in like the legal system and court documents and all of that kind of stuff and how my codependency issues have been, you know, affected or I've had to be really conscious of those during this time. But codependent stepmom is someone who cannot function on their own and whose thinking and behavior is instead organized around another person, process, or substance. Many codependents place a lower priority on their own needs while being excessively preoccupied with the needs of others. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Many codependents place lower priority on their own needs while being excessively preoccupied with the needs of others. It was the last part that was really like, whoa, for me, like, oh my gosh. And so you can still download that article if you want it. But, you know, I talk about how I've always been trying to solve other people's issues for them. And I've gone all in really focusing on supporting other people and putting myself on the back burner. And The reason why is because I've always been motivated by my desire for control, to be needed, to feel valued, to fit in, to be accepted, again, to control. And I realized that first, these tendencies really contributed to my anxiety because you can't control other people and how they act and how they respond to their own issues. And you also can't solve other people's problems for them. So, you know, these codependent behaviors really are just super unhealthy and super unproductive. And, you know, I'm a problem solver. I like to figure shit out right away. I like to get it over with. I'm a rip the bandaid off kind of person. Darren calls me a bit of a bulldog. And I also have really strong boundaries and no BS attitude and that not everyone has. So it was always super frustrating for me when I'm trying to support other people, or when I say support, I mean like go all in and solve their problems for them. It was frustrating because at the end of the day, they really needed to act. Now, I realized just how dangerous my codependent tendencies were for me during a time when I, my friend was going through something really tough. She was going through a particularly challenging relationship breakup with a high conflict, almost scary situation. And I was all in for her, which on the surface was great. Like that's what friends are for. But when you dive into it, it was very unhealthy because I literally felt her struggles and her issues as if they were my own. And it was affecting my ability to show up for my family. I was so consumed with solving someone else's problems or having them solve their problems the way that I wanted them to solve them that, you know, I I probably, I cared more about it than I think maybe they did. I don't know. But 
you know, getting very real about my relationship or my relationships and how this has been an issue for me in the past has helped me deal with my codependency so that now when I have the urge to go on and figure things out, I can talk myself out of it and be like, I can't care more about someone else's problems than they do. I'm here to support you in solving your problems, but it cannot affect my ability to show up for myself and the people who need me. I cannot fix what I didn't break, nor am I responsible to. Like it is about getting really fucking honest with yourself if you're trying to get over your codependent behaviors. Even with Darren and his co-parenting relationship, I've really taken a step back. Like there are things that I would have dove into in the past and just dealt with because that's how I felt they should have been done or I wanted to solve the problems for him or I felt like they weren't getting done. Uh, but it really just caused me unnecessary stress because ultimately it wasn't my responsibility and problem to solve. And for the longest time, I felt like I had to do things because otherwise they wouldn't get done. Like I just said, but really it was that if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done on my timeline or the way that I wanted it to get done. And that was about me being just this control freak. And there's a huge difference in that. So I've taken a step back and started to say no to some things and given people opportunities to take ownership and responsibility for their own stuff as they should. But I think like, you know, to get really clear on your codependent tendencies is very important to stopping them. So you need to be able to call yourself out and be like, okay, what is happening here? But seriously, guys, do not care more about someone else's issues than they do or you can't put more effort into solving someone else's issues than they are because you're just going to deplete yourself and it's it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. Okay, so Jay Winker, how do you get the kids to respect your self-care efforts? Hours are so needy. Okay, so here's what you have to remember. The only one who needs to respect your boundaries is you. It's nice when people respect your boundaries, but they don't have to. If you are consistent with your boundaries, they will see that this is something that they just need to come to terms with. And that's self-care and every other boundary. So for me, when it comes to self-care with the kids, I'm really big on just explaining to Reese that I need space and this is why, or this is what I'm doing and this is why, or this is my time and here is why. And I explain what self-care is to her and why it's important for parents to have time alone, encourage you know, her to see that it's a healthy thing to do. And if she needs to ask for alone time, she can do that too. Like it's an education and conversation piece. It's actually a life skill. You want to show them how important it is to carve out time for you so that they will in turn be able to do that when they grow up or even now in their childhood. So last night I was just really frank with Reese. For example, I said, mom needs a break. It's time for you to go to bed because mommy needs breaks. And that's so that I can be a better mommy. And It's been good because sometimes she'll say to me, mom, I just need some space. It will help me be a better daughter, which is so funny and so cute. But again, it's a life skill. It's important for you to take time for you, but it's also important for you to show these kids how important it is for them to take time for themselves. Next question. How has your relationship with your stepkids changed as they've gotten older? So when Darren and I first got together, the kids were super young and we had a conversation about how we were going to run our family and Darren works long hours and makes more money than me. And at the time, it just really made sense for me to be there for the kids and for him to work more. So when he was working, I would be there after school for the kids, taking them to hockey, doing whatever they needed to do, play dates, homework, et cetera. So it was pretty hands-on for a really long time. Um, And that was also the time when I was a huge control freak. So that obviously went hand in hand. But now that they're older, they're far more independent 
their extracurriculars if they have them are late at night um, when Darren is home. So he can usually take them to them drive. Uh, so it's different. And I'm just more hands off. And, you know, they're teenagers. So when it comes to the big parenting pieces, Darren usually does any of the disciplining. But mind you, they're just pretty good. So there isn't much of that anymore. Like they're kind of getting to the age where they can make decisions for themselves and they have natural consequences and yada, yada, yada. Uh, sidebar, if you haven't, if you have teenagers and you haven't listened to the episode I did with Allison Schaefer, parenting expert about parenting teenagers, I highly recommend. But uh, so, yeah, I'll still ask them to clean up or address things that need to be addressed or if they're being kind of, I don't know, kind of like a jerk or something, I'll say, really? Or if they're being, if they're bugging race, I'll, I'll tell them to stop. But I'd say right now I'm more of a mentor. I don't even know if that's the right word, but I just kind of chime in with life advice when I need to. I also ask them what they need from me. So for example, my stepson had a bunch of assignments to do and I felt like he was overwhelmed. You know, when they were kids, I would dive in and just kind of create a plan and help support and all of that. But now, now that he's older, I was like, so here are my thoughts on what could help. Uh, you can tell me to screw off or you can, you know, just do it on your own or I'm happy to help you figure this out. Either way, I'm, I won't be offended. So just let me know, like, what do you need from me right now? And kind of gave him the choice and uh, just took my cues from him. And he was grateful for that choice. He was like, no, I'd really like some help. So it just felt like he had some more control and power. But I do think it's really important to take your cues from the kids, even when they're they're young. But, you know, right now, my relationship with my stepkids is a lot different and truthfully way less time consuming than it was at the beginning. Like weeks on at the beginning when they were young were super intense, but now it's just, you know, they're off doing their thing and they're turning into young adults. And it's actually really amazing to watch that happen. It's a, it's such a joy actually to watch this all play out. All right, that's it for the Q&A guys. That was fun. Uh, maybe I'll do another one in the coming weeks. I just kind of like, I don't know, talking about not just stepmom stuff. Now in the coming weeks, I am actually sharing my skincare routine. Well, not really routine, just products and stuff that I love. And I'm gonna dive into Botox and some of the questions you guys sent on that. It's a hot topic. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. But if you do have any additional questions or things you would love me to address, hit me up on Instagram at Jamie Scrimger. Make sure you follow the podcast Instagram page that we have at Kickass Stepmom Podcast. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Subscribe. Ratings and reviews, they are life for the podcast and really help keep us growing and bringing you amazing guests. So that's all for this one. Love you guys so much. And uh, we'll chat soon. That's it for this one, guys. I am so happy that you took time to join and have these important conversations. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so that you get updated when new episodes are released. And if you are craving more and you're looking for personalized support and connection, be sure to check out the exclusive Stepmom community. Not only can you get individualized support from me and the Ask Jamie section of the forum, but you can connect with stepmoms from 30 plus countries around the world and have access to content that I don't share anywhere else www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash membership. Thanks so much for listening and I'll chat with you next week.